Welcome to the fourth episode of Mastermind Sports. My name is Andrew and my other host is Graham. Graham, what are we getting into today? Um, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the NBA Finals, as well as talking about what is the LIV and how will they be comparing to the PGA. So we'll start off with the NBA Finals. Uh, we're talking about the finals between the Warriors and the Celtics. Last night, Game 4 concluded uh, with the Warriors winning 107-97, to and that tied the series up 2-2. Two to two. On the Warriors' uh, perspective, Steph Curry had a huge game with 43 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists, and some other players uh, like Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and Clay Thompson also had a good game backing up Curry. And... For the Celtics, it was a balanced effort with Jason Tatum scoring 23 points to go along with six assists and 11 rebounds, and Jalen Brown scoring 21 points, as well as Marcus Smart uh, and Derek White dropping 18 and 16 points, respectively. Graham, how did you think the game went? Um, I think it was interesting. At the start of the game, it was um, pretty close, but in the uh, second half of the game, the Warriors really started to pull away and show – that they were the better team. I think one player that played really well and deserves a little bit more um, attention is Andrew Wiggins. Uh, he had a great game. He had 16 points to go with 17 rebounds, which is absolutely crazy. Um, so we are going to pick the winners of the finals. And Graham, who do you think is going to win based on last night's performance and uh, other games in the series? Now, I know I said that the Warriors went 4-1 in one of the uh, recent podcasts earlier, but I think I'm actually going to say that the Celtics do win. Um, and I don't think it really comes down to how Jason Tatum plays because Jalen Brown has really been carrying um, the team these last couple of games. And in order to the, for the Celtics to win, they're going to need Jason Tatum to play. So I have the Celtics in seven. Uh, I think the Warriors do win the next uh, game five tomorrow night, but the Celtics – Find the case, um, and they win. I disagree with you, Graham. I think the Warriors will win in six, winning the next two games. The Celtics haven't shown me that they can stop Steph Curry at all. And if Curry continues to play at this level, then there's no way that the Warriors lose the series, especially after last night's performance of 43 points. So with that in mind... Let's go over our picks for finals MVP. Graham, do you you obviously have the Celtics winning, so I assume you will have a Celtics player winning finals MVP, and who do you pick? Well, even if Jason Tatum does come back and does play very good, I don't think he's been that dominant for the whole series, unlike Jalen Brown has, like I said earlier. So Celtics win, I have Jalen Brown. Let's say the Warriors win, obviously Steph Curry. Okay. For me, I picked the Warriors, so I am going to say Steph Curry just because of his dominant shooting and scoring performance that he's had over the course of the series. But if the Celtics win, I'd probably agree with you, Graham, and go with Jalen Brown. But you could if you could probably make an argument for Jason Tatum because he although he hasn't been playing his best, he's still been playing pretty well. Honorable mention, by the way, I think Al Horford uh, deserves some respect. And game one, he drilled a lot of not, uh, threes, which really helped the Celtics surpass them. I think he just deserves a, a mention. 
that's a good point. And finally, we're going to talk about Steph Curry playing through a lower leg injury in game four. Obviously, he hurt his uh, lower leg in game three, and he said he was going to come back and play in game four, and he made good on his word, dropping 43 points. Graham, what effect do you think this has on Steph Curry's legacy? Absolutely nothing. I think he will continue to ball out and play just like he did in game four. I think this does change Steph Curry's legacy because he's coming back from a bad injury, and this just shows how dominant of a player he is. This is the equivalent of the flu game for Steph Curry. So with that being said, we've covered what we're going to do for the NBA. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about live golf and how it affects PGA. Mastermind Sports is sponsored by SoccerGear.com. SoccerGear.com is a website that reviews sports apparel as well as gives sports updates and insights. SoccerGear specializes in reviewing socks, which are the most underrated part of the athlete's uh, wardrobe. Socks can help prevent blisters as well as keep you locked into your shoe so your performance stays as high as possible. Visit SoccerGear.com right now and check it out. That's S-O-C-K-E-R-G-E-A-R.com. Please visit it. Welcome back from the break, and now we are going to be talking about Live Golf. So, according to CNN, Live Golf has pledged to award $250 million in total prize money and it is organized by Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund, which is going to provide all of the funding for the prize monies and thing like that. So uh, this is quoted from CNN. This is how it's worked. Uh, this is how Live Golf works. Competing in a traditional stroke play format, the lowest score will be the winner. Whereas in the first two rounds, the best two scores will count for each team. In the final round, the best three scores will count with the lowest overall team. Score after 54 holes being named the team winner. For the final event, a team championship, the format changes to a four-round match play knockout tournament. So, Graham, how do you think this will affect the PGA? This will this obviously has a, a larger amount of prize money. So do you think golfers will end up switching over? Yes, but only for one reason, and that's money. I think people these days don't really care about anything else except the money, which you've seen um, uh, by many of some golfers you might know, um, uh, Dustin Johnson, uh, he did, he, uh, transferred over as well as Phil Mickelson, which gets me worried about the future for the PGA. I, I agree. The PGA will have to change their prize money in order to compete with live golf, but I'm also worried for the PGA or I'm also worried for Live Golf because if you're going to compete in this tournament, you have to choose one or the other because now the PGA chose to suspend all of the the PGA chose to suspend all of the golfers that competed in Live Golf's first tournament. And this could have 
big implications on some of the sport's best golfers. We've already seen Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, and Phil Mickelson all go to the Live Golf Series. And all of those respective players' PJ licenses have been suspended, so they're not going to be allowed to play in any tournaments. Graham, how does this bode for the top golfers in the game, especially big names like Roy McIlroy, because they could win huge prize money in the Live Golf Series? So if I had to predict, honestly, what would happen is I think that um, they will all win their fair share of money, and then they'll come back to the PGA and be pleading and just to, like, get on the big stage and everything. And I think I think that this is – I think everyone who's switching to the LIV is making a big mistake because currently the LIV does not have a – they don't have a camera uh, – like, they – they cannot put it on TV. They have, don't. They don't have a sponsorship. And I think if you're not if you're not going to be able to like show it on TV, it's not going to help at all. That is a very good point. But, but I, the the LIV is eventually going to get a deal for TV, and when it does, then it's going to be a a major force in the golf game. But I just wonder how long the LIV will be able to last because it doesn't have any of the historic events that the PGA does, like the U.S. Open, the Masters. LIV will have to, or live golf, whatever you want to call it, will need to make events that are historic and actually have meaning to people. But that's going to take a long time. And um, one thing I'd like to add is how I was looking at ESPN today. And I was looking at a tournament that finished just uh, yesterday, and the winner won four million dollars, which is like a lot of money. But the thing that really shocked me is that there are only 40 pe- 48 people in the field, and this um, guy I can't remember his name. He got forty eighth place, but he still took home it was like one hundred thirty six thousand dollars, which is crazy. The thing though is the. The prize pool is so much bigger. The Canadian Open was going on at the same time as this Live event, and it had roughly a third of the prize pool that the Live Golf had. So this money will be attracting golfers. Think about it. If you finish last place and still get $136,000, you're still doing pretty well. So Definitely. That could be a huge factor in in the golfer's choice to switch over to Live Golf. And now, finally, we're going to get to our three random questions. Uh, the first one is who should be on the Madden cover. Graham, what do you think? Well, I think this is pretty obvious, honestly. I don't see any good point where John Madden could not be on this cover. He is a – he's pretty – like, he's, he's the founder. Why not? He was a great person. He – that he uh, was a very good coach, and I just – why not? There's no no good reason why Cooper Cup – well, I can see why you would put Cooper Cup on there, but there's just no way. John Madden. Agreed. John Madden is arguably the most polarizing figure ever in NFL. He cre- he was the first person to make the a good NFL video game in Madden. He was a legendary coach as well as a great announcer and – those, that's why I think he should be in the Madden cover, especially with his uh, with his really tragic death. And the second question is related to the Warriors. 
And this question is more for Graham than it is for me because he is a big fan of the Splash Bros. And it is, who will succeed the Splash Bros when they retire? They're obviously getting up there in age. And who do you think will succeed them, Graham? Well, let's say Curry. How old is he, 37? Curry is not 37. He is, Steph Curry is 34. Okay, well, I must be on something. But <laughs> um, he'll probably retire unless he turns him, like, to LeBron or, or like, I don't know, Tom Brady. He'll probably retire up in, in the next eight, potentially even five years. Um, I can see maybe the Warriors making another um, cut to the playoffs. But let's say he retires in five years. Clay Thompson, he's getting up there as well, just like you said. Let's say they, they're both gone. That brings Jordan Poole um, up there. He's going to definitely be a good um, uh, Splash Bro. I think he, he just got adopted into the Splash Bro family. Um, <laughs> you want to put it in perspective? But – so, um, Jordan Poole definitely is going to replace one of them. Um, but, like, the future, I don't know. They're, um, they're probably going to have to get someone good in this draft. Uh, I, I can see a splash, but they're not having to be a good shooter. Um, potentially a big man. or. <laughs> but then they're not splash bros. Why not? Okay, I guess you're right. For me, the obvious replacement is Jordan Poole. And... I'm going to make a bold prediction here. The, the splash bro of the future is Bronny James, LeBron James' son. So that's a bold prediction, and if I'm right in five years, you heard it here first. And our final question is, who is your favorite MLB player and why? Mine is Cody Bellinger um, on the Dodgers. But my parents are from California. And their favorite team is the Dodgers, so I just got into their team, and my favorite player was Cody Bellinger. Graham? Well, I have um, um, really been uh, loving to watch – I really love to watch the Tigers. Um, they're one of my favorite teams, and I really like to see them succeed, um, just like I like to see all Detroit sports succeed. But that's off topic. I mean, when you look at the Detroit Tigers um, team, um, you can uh, you see there's not too much um, solidified talent surrounding Miguel Cabrera, and there's one player that stands out to me, and that's Javi Baez. Um, I think that he is going to really make an impact on this team and potentially have them sneak in to a wild card uh, performance. But I have bias. Another good reason why I enjoy and love him as a player is that um, growing up, we used to always cheer for the Chicago Cubs. And he was actually traded to the Mets this past last season, and now he's on the Tigers. He ended up with them. But um, when I uh, used to live in North Carolina, um, we used to cheer for Chicago all the time, and we actually even ended uh, naming my dog after uh, the field, Wrigley. Um, but I just always loved watching Baez um, play. It's so interesting, and I love it how he is so aggressive. 
that's a very good point. It's a lot better backstory than mine. But that concludes episode four of Mastermind Sports. I hope you enjoy. Share this with your friends.